your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Winnipeg Jets your first listen of the day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. We're there for you wherever you need us. This podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On tonight's podcast, it is finally time to start talking about NHL hockey, folks. We have a couple of games on the uh, on the slate. Pittsburgh versus Tampa Bay kicked us off this evening. Right now, I'm actually tuning into Seattle versus Vegas, which is a super fun one because we've got expansion franchise versus expansion franchise. So obviously, very exciting times for Kraken fans. Already, this game has a lot of action. Seattle just drew a penalty after a couple of really good grade A scoring chances down low. This should be a fun game. But I'll talk about these games later. I think that there are some interesting insights into the opening couple of minutes from both. And uh, I have some thoughts from Pittsburgh versus Tampa Bay. But, you know, this is, a, uh, of course, a Jets podcast. And I think that there is some exciting Jets news. News that I was maybe slightly thinking was a possibility, but I still didn't expect it, per se. And that is the fact that Cole Perfetti will be making his NHL debut on tomorrow night's game against the uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Which, look... If you watched his preseason and his training camp and stuff, you know that Cole Perfetti is going to be a superstar. I feel like there are a handful of players that I've just seen at a young age, relatively speaking, where it just seems like every time they touch the puck, something good happens. And it feels like very rarely do these players truly struggle at the NHL level. Perfetti just seems like he's destined for greatness, and I feel like every time I've seen him play and and all the stuff that he does, it just proves that he's really ready for the next level. And honestly, this this NHL debut, it might only be one or two games here and there, uh, especially the first game will be because Shifley's out, Veselainen maybe didn't impress as much as they were hoping, and frankly, Perfetti just about outperformed everyone during preseason. So, like, this is a big deal for him to earn the starting spot. It may just be a short-term thing again, maybe one game or two games, even three if we're lucky, but it's nice to see him get the nod, and I think it's a big deal for the Jets because... You know, historically, we haven't really seen rookies get chances with this team. Even guys who have performed really well during preseason or training camp, they haven't always gotten a roster spot. Perfetti, for me, was almost too good to really leave behind. I feel like his play and the stuff that he did just was on another level. Even still, you can understand that at times the Jets have been a little bit reticent to put in, you know, young rookies and trust them with really difficult matchups and responsibilities. So I'm interested to see what comes of it. Now, you might be wondering what tomorrow night's lines are looking like, and here are the current line rushes as they appear for tomorrow. Per Ted Wyman, we do have a couple of lines that you're going to be familiar with. We've got Connor, Stastny, and Wheeler together. Then we've got Cop, Dubois, and Ehlers. Now, here's where the fun starts. Harkins, Lowry, and Perfetti. This line might actually be really good. So, Harkins and Perfetti naturally have very good chemistry. 
I thought that Harkins, who has a lot of skill but maybe not the ability to drive his own line, would actually be a very good complementary player to somebody like, you know, Cole, who's honestly got the vision and distribution ability to find him in good spots. Pairing them with Lowry might be a little bit of an odd fit initially, but, you know, Adam kind of bruises his way towards the net, and maybe his big body and frame will allow Cole to find those, those nice little soft spots to pick the corners and also bring Harkins in from the other wing. Quite honestly, if you made this the third line for the entire season, I'm pretty sure it would actually rake in the points. I mean, this is a unit that, frankly, should torch tomorrow night. I feel like it's going to have tons of scoring opportunities, even if they don't actually record any points. I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. I'm really looking forward to it. And based on the preseason showings where Harkins and, and Perfetti were together, it should just be a really good and fun time. The fourth line is where it kind of gets kind of quirky. This is the, the VNS line, which is Veselinen, Nash, and Svechnikov. Given that they've tried to convert Veselinen to more of like a power forward, this actually seems sensible in terms of that perspective. I don't think it's really the best fit for him, but alongside Nash and Svechnikov, you could have a really effective like scoring fourth line and one that's very good on the forecheck. I'll be completely honest about Riley as well. He was a lot better than I was expecting. I thought the Jets were getting like a mostly defense first player who doesn't really chip in a lot offensively, which is kind of his traditional profile. But honestly, he showed off pretty good mobility. I thought his shooting and, and passing were nice. He got on some really good odd man situations, and it seems like if the puck bounces the right way, he'll actually record a decent amount of points. So if you have like a finisher in Zvechnikov alongside him, and maybe somebody who can create space, open up those shooting and passing lanes, and snipe himself, Veselinen, you know, being that kind of player, that could be a really good uh, trio on that fourth line. I know that the top six is a little bit unbalanced in certain areas, but overall, I mean, it, it's hard to really pick too many holes with the forward unit. I, I think it's a good unit. I'm kind of excited to see it. I feel like this is one of the rare times when I'm actually excited to see the Jets uh, attackers. The defense is is okay. It's going to be Morrissey, Schmidt, Dylan Pionk, and Stanley DeMello, which by all accounts should be enough. I still would swap Schmidt and, and DeMello um, and then maybe move schmidt to a, like a different pairing i don't know how you would arrange that exactly um maybe uh, like a heinola and schmidt together could be like a really dominant pairing in which you could honestly put them out for as much time as you put out like a top unit but uh, honestly the morrissey demela pairing would be the one for me that would have its minutes sacrificed even though that's not really what happens because morrissey always gets number one time no matter what overall though uh, i'm i'm very excited for tomorrow i think that this lineup should actually be pretty fun to watch it is going to be a softer team that they're playing, so I would honestly think that the Jets have a pretty good shot at winning. We'll see how Connor, Stastny, and Wheeler do together. Maybe Stastny ends up being a better fit for what Blake needs, but I'd love to hear your thoughts and expectations and what you're looking forward to from tomorrow night's game. Be sure to tell me at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For now, though, it is actually time to pivot to real hockey, which has finally returned. We have the season opener between Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, and then I'll give you some thoughts on Seattle versus Vegas, which, yeah, interesting battle of the expansion franchises. Obviously an exciting time for fans of the brand new team, although some early events in the game might have dampened at least a little bit of the fun. Before we talk about the uh, the present action, though, I thought I would tell you a little bit about BetOnline.ag. If you're interested in winning and you love sports, you need to be on BetOnline.ag right now. When it comes to the wild, wild west of online betting, you need to know that there's a safe, reliable name that you can trust every single time. That's why you should put your trust in BetOnline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action coming up. 
Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. What's not to love? From football, basketball, boxing, and more, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON at registration to receive a matched 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON at registration when you sign up at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV all together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract whatsoever. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. Compatible with device required. Content varies by package. Go to DirecTV.com for more information. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. It's time to talk about some actual hockey that has been ongoing over the past couple of hours. Uh, But before we talk about Pittsburgh versus Tampa and then Vegas versus Seattle later in the show, I thought you should hear about one of our other great shows, the Locked on Crosscheck Show. Right now, they have their live NHL season preview show, which you can find on Locked on NHL's YouTube page. Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark tee up the new NHL season with a look at the key storylines from around the league, featuring drop-ins from our roster of local NHL hosts, fantasy insights from locked-on fantasy hockey Scott Collin, and award and Stanley Cup playoff predictions. If you're curious about a team, I highly recommend you check out their podcast because it was super comprehensive, and they actually gave us some thoughts on Pierre-Luc Dubois' potential rebound season. Like me, they tend to err on the side of thinking PLD should have a bounce-back year, so... All signs seem to be go on that front. Let's just hope Dubois is able to find the chemistry and have a fun time. We'll get to see PLD and the Jets in action tomorrow, but for now, it's time to pivot towards the actual NHL hockey on display. The first game that we had was actually super quirky in some ways. We had the the Penguins versus the reigning Stanley Cup champions, the Lightning. So uh, this was a game that I think a lot of people very strongly favored Tampa Bay in. Let's be honest, you know, you looked at Pittsburgh's roster, and that team, frankly, is running half an AHL squad at best. Um, There's a lot of injuries. They've got a lot of guys who are historically more depth players playing up really far in the lineup, which, you know, uh, Pittsburgh hasn't really been afraid to do. I think they tend to find the right depth players who are more like Brian Rust types, or they also find guys who somehow just end up being productive. Like Teddy Bluger, for some reason, was actually pretty solid tonight. I doubt anyone outside of Pittsburgh knows who Bluger is, but he was actually decent in previous seasons, if I recall correctly. I could be uh, misremembering which player was decent, but I thought he was all right. And I think a lot of it stems from the fact that aside from drafting decently and finding some guys who can fit Mike Sullivan, Sullivan's impact itself is just really phenomenal. I honestly believe Mike is one of the truly great NHL coaches, you know, certainly on the level of like a John Cooper, somebody who can take basically any sort of roster that you give him and find a way to get results. And I think Pittsburgh's approach here, which was a super aggressive press, very high up the ice, looking to force rapid turnovers and basically just harassing Tampa Bay the whole night actually paid dividends. 
the Lightning are one of those teams where if you can trap their, their zone exits and stuff, they start to struggle defensively. Pittsburgh just looked hungrier, to be honest, and it was a very heat-seeking, aggressive, physical performance that seemingly disrupted all of what Tampa Bay wanted to do. If you can clog those passing and breakout lanes, it actually makes the Lightning a lot less scary, which is a very, very superhuman feat to pull off. Make no mistake, I'm talking about this as if it's relatively straightforward and simple. Actually containing Tampa Bay is one of the hardest tasks any NHL team is going to be attempting, right? After Columbus pulled it off a couple of years ago, most teams really haven't come close to shutting them down. In tonight's game, though, I don't know if the Pens, like, made some blood sacrifices before this game or something, but somehow they just completely nullified a lot of what Tampa Bay likes to do. There were very limited scoring opportunities for Tampa to get off, I think, for the most part, Pittsburgh really protect, protected the slot. It felt like Tristan Jari didn't have a lot of work to do, which is probably a good thing for Penns fans. Uh, Jari in the past hasn't exactly instilled a ton of confidence, especially as like a lead number one starter. In tonight's game, though, I thought Jari actually did just enough to keep things pretty close. I thought that he had a, a couple of solid saves. Towards the end of the game is where it started getting a little bit hairier for him. He had to deal with a, uh, a decent lightning counter. A couple of goals actually got through him. Not much you could do about any of them, but of course Pittsburgh somehow, again, more blood sacrifices probably. They uh, they scored a couple of empty netters, some of them a little bit fluky, and they saw off the, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning 6-2 on the road with a team that, frankly, you would never have expected. This year could be a season in which we see a lot of upheaval. You know, it's been a while since a lot of these teams have played each other. I think an under-discussed aspect of COVID is that the, the divisional realignments have in some ways forced teams to maybe change their strategies. You know, you look at the Jets last year in the North Division, and honestly, the North just felt like constant shootouts. I mean, there were tons and tons and tons of goals, lots of scoring, limited defensive prowess, limited goaltending, so... Honestly, it just felt like every game there was high scoring. Now it's going to be a bit of a more diverse schedule with a lot more travel, so I think a lot of teams are going to have to readjust. Sure, all of these guys have faced uh, these other teams before, but having like a year off in between might be a little bit strange over the next couple of weeks as teams get reacquainted with each other. We'll see how they all handle it. I think it could be a very uh, tumultuous few weeks in the NHL as teams are coming to grips with the... Um, I guess the corrected divisions, as you could say, plus a new expansion team, those uh, pesky Seattle Kraken. Speaking of the Kraken, they actually played tonight, which, um, if, you know, for a lot of fans, I think was very exciting. Anytime there is a new expansion team, that's a lot of pomp and circumstance and ceremony. Kind of weird that they're actually playing on the road in Vegas instead of at home, but we'll check in on this game in just a moment. Before we turn our attention to the Pacific Division, I did want to tell you a little bit about why RockAuto.com is the best place to buy all of your auto parts. Before we go any further, I thought you should hear about why rockauto.com is the best place to buy your auto parts. There are literally thousands and thousands of vehicles out there, and it's really hard for auto parts stores to keep up stocking parts, accoutrements, and everything in between. You might stand in line for 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes waiting for your chance to buy the part that you need, and you find out they don't even have it in stock. If you want to save time and money, then just go to rockauto.com instead. They're a family-run business with over 20 years of experience in the automotive industry. Their easy-to-use, intuitive website allows you to sort by make, year, and model of your vehicle, and then set a price range filter so you always get the parts that you need at the prices you want. Whether you need a new engine control module or a floor mat replacement, rockauto.com is sure to have what you need in stock. And best of all, you could save anywhere from 20, 30, even 50% off retail brick-and-mortar in-store pricing. So why shop anywhere else? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked in the how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. 
Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day every day. Now, I'm sure a lot of you, even as Jets fans, are are eager to hear about the new Seattle Kraken and whether or not this team is actually good. I know all eyes are currently over there right now. It is actually the first intermission. Vegas is currently leading 2-0 against their other expansion franchise, Nemesis, I guess. I saw some interesting things from Seattle that I thought were worth discussing. The first thing is that this team, for once, is actually going to struggle a lot, um, especially in, in goal scoring. I think this is something that, for most teams, would actually be a problem. You know, the Vegas Golden Knights kind of rode very extraordinary circumstances. Other NHL teams weren't really prepared for what Vegas was going to do. Vegas was very fortunate to get Riley Smith, Jonathan Marchessault, and William Carlson all in one go. And then you've got two of those players from the same team, and they were basically given away for free. This time around, Seattle didn't really have as many great choices to pick from, and obviously teams kind of learned from the last go-around that, you know, it's going to be a pain, and they were already prepared for losing at least one or two quality players, but it didn't seem like all of these top liners that Vegas was able to acquire, especially underrated guys like Carlson who sort of popped off, those guys were a lot less in supply. Um, obviously, there are some candidates for players who could have breakout careers. Vince Dunn, I think, is one of the biggest ones that's currently sleeping under the radar. But, uh, you know, there's there's a couple of other guys and forwards who might have really good seasons. I think Mason Appleton from the Jets could be a really surprise addition. Brandon Tanev maybe has a chance to be a decent impact forward. He actually had a breakaway that ended up being saved in the first period, which for Jets fans, this is a very normal occurrence. If you've ever watched Brandon Tanev, you know exactly what you're getting with him. And uh, unfortunately for that first miss, that would have been Seattle's first goal. So I'm sure he is kind of ruining the opportunity to be that franchise goal scorer of record. Overall, I didn't think the Kraken were bad. It seemed like they were creating good opportunities down low. There was some good cross-slot passing. I I thought they tested Lerner a couple of times, um, and they actually forced a number of really good blocks from Vegas. But overall, I think the biggest issue with them is that there's just not a lot of goal-scoring help. And then the goalie at the other end, Philip Grubauer, as much as I like Gruby, I I don't really see him as a number one. And uh, the couple of goals against... One of them, not much you could do. The Marchessault goal I'm referring to was just dazzling individual effort. I think Grubauer never really had a chance. But the other goal, which was, uh, who was it? I think it was Max Pacioretty, um, was a three-on-two rush, which obviously is difficult for goalies to handle, but it seemed like Grubauer sort of overcommitted and slid way too far, ended up giving Pacioretty a ton of space to shoot, and Max doesn't miss. So, uh, you know, Vegas goes up 2 nothing. Kraken, after such a strong and lively start, kind of felt a little bit deflated, and the game seemed to slow down from there. I do think the Kraken are just going to have a tough season, uh, and this is what you should honestly expect from an expansion team. What Vegas did was honestly more of an exception. What the Kraken are kind of going through right now is more of what most teams really should expect. And it's not like the Kraken are going to lose, like, billions of games and be last in the division or anything. I think they'll actually finish in the playoff spot. It's just when it comes to trying to, um, you know, find the back of the net and really finish these opportunities, that part's going to be difficult. And unless they get some guys who really surprise and step up immediately, it's going to be a rough first few months, I would say. But there's plenty of room for growth here. I think this team is certainly in some ways prepared for the long haul. I still have questions about the front office and management team, but we'll see if uh, if the Kraken are really 
all that great, or if they're if they're maybe a little bit behind some of the other teams. If you were watching this opening salvo of NHL action between the two expansion franchises, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you saw in Seattle. Maybe your observations were different. Maybe you thought they were much better or much worse than what I came up with. Be sure to let me know at HL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's podcast, though, that is going to do it. Thanks for making Locked on Winnipeg Jets your first listen every day. On tomorrow's show, I'm actually going to be able to talk about Winnipeg Jets hockey, which I'm super excited about. I am hoping to get some Cole Perfetti thoughts in his NHL debut and some additional first game wrap uh, recap stuff. I'll give you some thoughts on how the Jets are, whether or not the adjustments look like they're taking effect and all that fun stuff. But for now, that is going to do it. Now it's time to make your second listen Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.